Hey everyone, welcome back to Ramble On. Uh, I'm your host, Emmanuel Rivera, and uh, today I want to talk about something really fun and kind of somewhat off topic. I know there's a lot of tragedies going on this weekend, this last past week, uh, with the mass shooting in El Paso, um, one and I think in Ohio, and there's, I guess, reported of another one. Um, I try not to follow the news too much. There's usually nothing good. And um, with this mass shooting, all that's going to come out of it is uh, fear. Um, So I do want to address, I guess, that right away. Uh, And I want to talk more about this. Maybe I'll leave this for the next podcast. But uh, the fear that a lot of people fear, (laughs) the fear that a lot of people have uh, drives them to instantly want to... uh, uh, go for stricter gun laws and um, and gun reform and stuff like that. And I think you really have to question um, why is it that you're afraid of guns when guns themselves don't harm people? It's always people that harm people. And I, and I know that's a very generic argument that a lot of people always make, but it's a, a very realistic argument. It's not, and, and some of you may say, hey, you know, guns are, uh, people shouldn't have assault rifles. And I would contradict that you should do your research as to why the Second Amendment was even created and then make a decision on your own as to why it's actually the Second Amendment, not the first, but the second, and why it's so important in, in America and our nation. Um, but let's continue on because today's topic is not about gun reform, it's not about those shootings and, uh, uh, you know, Everyone who was involved, every family, again, got, uh, God rest their souls and uh, pray for their families. I'm not a huge prayer, but I do believe that um, karma, uh, good or bad, will always come back. So uh, my condolences to those. Um, but let's get to it because this kind of is going to fall kind of into the topic of what is and what is not, and um, it sounds a little strange when you say it like that, but um, one of my favorite movies that I grew up on, and it really opened my mind, even, I've watched probably like, probably like seven times nowadays, I've seen the, the, the trilogy a couple times, but, and it's even in the works for supposedly a reboot, is The Matrix. Now, if you've never seen The Matrix, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, or a heads up, um, the Matrix is a about this guy named Thomas Anderson, who is a computer hacker and programmer. I think he's a, a, just a hacker, and he goes by the aliases of Neo. And um, and in doing so, he's looking he's looking for answers. And I think his answers uh, about reality and what is real and what is not, kind of. And he meets this um, this lady called Trinity, and uh, Trinity introduces him to Morpheus, which I guess Morpheus is very well known in the hacker community and what he does and his work. And then he meets Morpheus, takes a pill, and this pill actually brings him to true reality, to what we call um, base reality. And um, when he's bringing to base reality, um, he can't even believe that he's actually there because he's sucked out of the construct, which is called the Matrix, and they they explain to him what the Matrix really is, and what it is, it's a computer program 
that um, was created to buy machines to harvest humans as energy source because humans had blocked out solar energy uh, from machines in hopes that they would uh, die, but instead they harvested humans for batteries. And um, that's pretty much the premise of the story. But the reason why I'm even bringing up The Matrix is because um, I always question reality. And I think a lot of us... um, really live our day-to-day lives and don't even really think twice about what's real and what's not um, and what makes reality an actual thing. Um, For many of us, that's not even a question. That's not a thought. Like I said, um, we just literally go about our days every day um, without really thinking much about what's going on as far as what's outside of our actual lives and don't give much thought to the world or to even the universe at that and whatever that means in the and the and you know the composition of of nature because when you say the word nature you're not just encompassing what's here on earth you're talking about nature in a in a scale uh, of the cosmos and if you're really paying attention you're you're really saying you know nature in the sense of the cosmos because even in space, there's nature. Um, we know that we have two theories right now. We have the Big Bang Theory, which says that we started from a singularity. That singularity then uh, exploded and expanded into this really hot gas and energy. And then it cooled down and um, it formed uh, planets and universes and stars and stuff like that. And then you have String Theory which is a theory about um, trying to understand the universe at the at the smallest um, level of um, the universe. Um, and really, the smallest, it ends up going into something called quantum mechanics and quantum theory. And um, people believe that inside of quarks are these strings that vibrate. And these vibrating strings, um, there's supposedly like so many strings and they all have their own vibrations. And depending on the vibrations um, is how the universe kind of uh, is what it is. But there's also another theory called um, the the theory, one that's called the E8 uh, Lie group or Lie group. And it's by this Dr. Garrett Lisi. And Garrett Lisi... Um, talks about this idea that we live in a... And, and not, he's not the first, but he's the one that's bringing it up in modern times. He talks about the idea of um, this super symmetrical universe that we live in. And what he does is he takes the elementary particles of nature and plots them out into kind of like a graph, but plots them out dimensionally and... Um, he plots them out in four dimensions and then he then uh, figures out that when he plots them, there's, um, and when you uh, put them in certain dimensions, that there's some particles that if the world is super symmetrical, that these particles would, the, there's certain particles that are missing. And when he first presented this case was that, that I saw, and uh, it was a TED talk, in 2008, at least, it was, that's when it was published on YouTube. But this TED Talk, Garrett Lisi um, talked about that the Higgs particle, which is at the time wasn't discovered yet by the LHC, 
which is the the hydron collider um but now it has uh obviously several years ago and i think he's kind of updated his model but his model really hasn't swayed from the overall understanding of the universe and his theory of everything um which is called the e8 lee group or lie group and you can look that up again garrett lisi is one of the ones and this one's really interesting because it talks about that we um as far as mathematics um it takes us all the way up to eight dimensions and these eight dimensions are so super symmetrical that at the lowest level um that we understand how particles behave in a specific way be when you plot them out and they have to behave i i, I believe in this fashion again um he explains it in a way that's actually even complicated um maybe even to some people probably on our educational level you might need a little bit of more education to really understand and grasp the concept but really ultimately what it is is an eight dimensional which we can't even imagine an eight dimensional um object that uh encompasses all of nature and um it moves around through space and time um pretty much uh correcting not correcting but dictating what what what's going to happen or what can happen will happen kind of almost like murphy's law um so that's a really interesting theory then i think a few years later um dr garrett i'm sorry uh yeah dr james garrett um or no no i'm confusing the two names i i apologize um i have it right here once second let's see dr james gates there we go i'm so sorry dr james gates then um he there is like this huge uh, meeting between some of the greatest minds and theoretical physicists uh and and um you know just general physics i guess and uh um and Neil deGrasse Tyson is hosting this event, and he obviously has a lot of his colleagues there. And one of them is uh, Dr. James Gates Jr. And um, he talks about, um, they asked him at one point what he thought or what he has found since he's been looking into uh, the discovery of, or what he's found since in his work uh, while looking into um the, the universe and what he believes uh, he's found is um, computer code bits of ones and zeros strings of ones and zeros in the nature in the the course of nature and the and the nature and and in a way this kind of points back to why I even brought up the matrix but in a way he talks about these bits of uh, ones and zeros uh, about this computer code that was created by this specific guy back in the, I think the sixties can't recall the information. Feel free to look it up. And, um, this computer code is very super symmetrical and he clearly says that it's even possible that we ourselves could be living in the matrix, meaning a construct. Um, so when you, <laughs> when you hear these things and you hear, um, all these different ideas from Big Bang Theory um, to the theory of everything by Garrett Lisi, which I don't know what he actually calls his, symmetry, uh, his uh, theory, uh, string theory, and even theoretical physicists within the string theory community that have found, like Dr. James uh, Gates, 
that found potentially uh, computer code in nature, um, when you look at it, it's really, it really blows your mind because a lot of us barely understand um, or even grasp the concept of, of, of the self and consciousness and understand the mind and to understand the universe in a, in a scale where we don't even know if we are even real or what reality truly is, it is insane because for our, to our knowledge, reality is a, um, is a, is created by the senses of the human senses. So everything from uh, sight, uh, to touch, to sense, to smell, to taste, um, those are all the senses. And that's what our information, uh, based on those senses, um, is how we form reality, you know, but when you look at quantum mechanics, right? So we believe that our sight, all everything we see and, and so on and, and smell and that's reality. We believe that to be reality, but in quantum mechanics at, at a particle level, particles don't even behave like supposedly they're supposed to. Um, a lot of particles actually, um, they they don't when when observed they're not even they're not even um they don't have a mass to them they they're actually become waves and when it's not observable it's an actual mass which is really interesting because and and the theory of and not the theory in the quantum mechanics it's like saying that literally a ocean wave can is a solid and a rock is a liquid, um, or behaves like a, a like a wave, like a wave in the ocean, and that um, because when you're looking at them, they they when you look at these particles, you're no longer seeing, um, you can no longer see it for the its mass. You you just you observe, when you try to observe at the smallest scale, you then only can observe the waves that it produces. And it's really interesting because there's also people believe a correlation between um, there's two states in which these particles um, have to be. And it's kind of like they're either here or there or, or, or and it's and uh, there's so much going on in reality that when you when you try to figure out what's going on, no one can really tell you. Um, all that, all the, one of the things that I try to live by, uh, are usually my own thoughts and ideas about what the universe is really, um, really trying to tell me and really trying to, um, how would I say it? Um, kind of, I guess, uh, uh, the information based on what we gathered has, uh, led me to believe, for example, I believe, um, I believe that there is some, there's a lot of things we don't understand. Um, I, I believe if there, if there are higher dimensional beings, um, it, it, if they never interact with us, it, it'd be very interesting. And even if they did, it, it'd be interesting itself because how does, uh, if, if we live in this eight dimensional world or universe, uh, the nature is eight dimensional, 
in in some ways how can we see it if there is an eight dimensional being can we even see it or anything above even a four dimensional being because we know that we live i always say this a lot i say this a lot and it's crazy for people to even understand i believe we're fifth dimensional beings right i i have my own theory is that um, we see into right so humans have two-dimensional sight right everything we see it's it, it's just a projection it's like literally a, fel- a flat screen you look at a TV you can see three dimensions in the TV but you know it it's a flat surface being projected projecting that 3d object in a 2d space and that's the same thing with your eyes um, you can take a picture of something and you can still see depth within that picture but you know that it's a two-dimensional um uh piece that you're looking at same thing with your eyes your eyes behave in such the same way that anything that you really look at is a two-dimensional a representation of a three-dimensional world um but you can't you're not seeing in three dimensions right but we know um that we are three-dimensional beings and our the ability the depth perception when we experience that is in three dimensions so it allows us to gather information in three dimensions in our actual uh world in our actual lives um but we can only see in two dimensions um which then beckons the questions um i always say one of the things i like to always say is that if we're two if we can see in two dimensions and we're three-dimensional the the body the representation of uh the shell that we are this body this vessel is uh three-dimensional then we can't be uh three-dimensional beings we must be fourth-dimensional beings right there's this idea that i believe um that um i can't even remember his name but um imagine it's it's a very famous uh uh I think theoretical physicists, and I could be wrong. Uh, I'll find it one of these days for you guys, and I'll bring it up. But is um, this idea that if a three-dimensional being entered a two-dimensional world, you would only see it in two dimensions. Um, you wouldn't be able to see it in anything other than two dimensions. For example, if a if a three if a four dimensional being entered a three dimensional world you would only see that being in three dimensions um but then the question beckons well if we are if if somehow if that were the case we're three dimensional beings how is it that how can you believe that we're fourth dimensional beings and i say a lot of the what what i say to that is that our voice itself is is the connection of of um the fourth dimensional being that we actually really are um for example um you have right you have these you have words we have a voice and um the this thing that we use to create um these ideas because they all come from a voice they all come from this voice and the voice it no longer it doesn't have to be expressed as an actual um a sound it can be internalized 
And that internal voice it doesn't have to be heard by anybody. It's only heard by the self. And then you're not auto. It's not an audio um, representation. You could just hear yourself um, without actually listening to yourself internally. No one would ever hear you. No one would ever really have to hear what you have to say. So then the question beckons: Where are these thoughts coming from? Uh, where is this voice coming from? Many would say that these are all coming from uh, the brain, um, but then beckons the question of consciousness and and the self and where itself. Where is consciousness itself? Some people believe that it's in the brain. Others believe that it's not. It's it can't, it's not possible that it's in the brain. Um, that consciousness is just it's just something else. And 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 really. Things like this is is I always think about a lot and the idea of consciousness and the self actually existing in this dimension to me um, don't really um, apply. And that sounds really strange, right? Because I do believe in math. I believe in physics. I believe in all these things. But there are some things that I just won't accept and that one of the things that many of us don't accept is this concept of that humans created of death. Um, but I always say to this, uh, to this concept of death, when, when we, the concept of death, of actually ceasing to exist, at least in this world, um, has to do with the, the, the functioning of this body no longer um, existing, um, but the material pieces that brought it together will still uh, hold place. Um, but at one point you've never existed beyond this plane. So does it, before you ever, we at our, the self has ever existed. Have we ever existed anywhere else? And that's something we'll never know. That's a question that that's a great question that we would probably never know. Have we existed before this, right? Has the consciousness self ever existed before this and if it has where where is that the like how high a dimension is that or lower dimension like where is that self embedded in and um why did we choose to then did we have a choice in being created obviously we didn't have a choice in the creation of this body and this being but did we make the choice of consciously if we were conscious beings and we decided to join this body, did we decide to just um, take on this body as a, a vessel for this three-dimensional world that we are just uh, in the journey of? And, and and I can, listen, I can talk about this all day, and it's so interesting, and some people would, would throw off, you know, there's so many things that people would say, oh my God, those thoughts are crazy, that's why, but... It's it's like your idea of God, right? We a lot of people believe in the concept of God and this one creator of everything, uh, created humans, and um, you know, and just created humans. Adam and Eve. Some people believe the story is different. Some people believe in evolution, but even with this idea of God. Um, you have this concept of death, that death isn't the ultimate, um, it is, isn't the last place that you go. There's another place that after death, if you've been a good person 
or a bad person, you go to either heaven or hell. And um, the concept, my concept, ultimately may have derived somewhat from my religion and my experiences of religion. But overall, the, the questions within the scientific community that people have will never be able to answer, at least probably not in our lifetimes, of consciousness and, and the existence of reality itself and the self and the self, the I, um, existing before even before life even began. Because if if we existed somehow before this life, then we have always um, the life of the I has always existed. And we just decided to do this as like, you know, kind of like an experiment, right? But without the without the choice. And I think if this is the case, I truly believe if we somehow unconscious, like consciously or unconsciously, the conscious self, the I decided, hey, um, we we were f- or or were we forced down here where we told, hey, it's your time to go and play the game. Um, this is you are being summoned and you're being pulled and we're being pulled from another dimension into this one and 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 now we are forced to play this game that we never had a choice in playing but i would tell you this i would end i'm gonna end the podcast here um here shortly and i'd end it with this if that no matter what the case is no matter what the cases, because there's a lot of pain and suffering, as we talked about with the whole L, um, mass shootings in this this last weekend. Um, there's a lot of pain and suffering in this world, and there's also a lot of joy and love. Um, I would tell you, live your life to the fullest. Treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And just literally, genuinely try to be nice to one another. Because I even... I truly believe that if somehow we are we we chose to be here or chose not to and we exist in another dimension um, that we are all part that we are all the same people that we are reflections of each other I truly believe that when you treat someone differently you're actually treating yourself that way because even the idea of these words um, are not even real. Um, so when you treat someone which treating doesn't exist and these rules don't exist, nothing really exists. It's all been a lot of these things that we talk about, even these words that you're listening to are construct of men and the humankind and the species that we've created to, to give meaning to this life that has, that may have no meaning at all. That the meaning itself is just enjoyment and the only real things in reality that I believe are what those things called feelings. Because feelings are something that we've used words to describe, but they're something that are internalized and it's something that many of us have felt and many of us have the same experiences when it comes to feelings. And I think feelings are ultimately the, the truth in this in reality in whatever reality it may be and that feelings truly carry um you through life 
And if you carry yourself as a nice, genuine person, loving and caring, and those feelings uh, transpire to the rest of the people around you, then you would you're ultimately going to uh, live uh, a happier and more satisfying life. Um, I also do believe that what you say um, is you can manifest. I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in a lot of things. And um, there's so much we need to learn in science, not just in science, but the spiritual, the mind, the self. We have a lot to learn, people. And I think the future is very bright. And I think with these new inventions coming out, that hopefully we get a deeper understanding of the self and of what it is to actually be uh, the a human a human species. And is it are we just confined to this body itself, or is there something more after this? And I think uh, with the technology of Neuralink, we will. Um, and all these new technologies, we're going to learn more about the self than we have ever. And we're going to learn hopefully more about consciousness and actually find out if consciousness is actually in the mind or is it something outside of the mind that can actually happen. And if that is the case, I think that's going to have huge implications on the on the idea of what consciousness is and the self and um, it's going to change so many things. So I'm really excited for what the future holds. Uh, thank you guys again for listening today. It's been my pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, if, if you like our content, please follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, Spotify. And um, let's keep rambling. I hope to hear from you guys in the comment section. And I hope we continue these conversations. Thank you very much. And have a great rest of your day, guys. Bye-bye.